Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I am excited to talk to you today about a topic that many of us have probably wrestled with at one time or another in our faith. Here's the question. What do I do when I can't feel God? Let me ask you, have you ever had a season, or maybe you're in one right now, where you feel like you just can't feel God? Like you can't feel His presence. It doesn't matter how much you worship or pray or what you're doing. It's just, it's like you feel like He's gone. I've been in seasons like that. And I want to equip you in the next 15, 20 minutes on how to not let your flame for the Lord burn out when it feels like His flame for you has. Because the truth is, it has not. And we don't live by feelings. Hey, we're going to get into that. But first, I want to tell you, that our podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Our first one is Promise Keepers. Look, I'm a partner of Promise Keepers. It's an organization that exists to build up godly men for a better tomorrow. How many of you know we need godly men to rise up in this day and age? Here's what you need to do. Go download the PK app and find tons of resources. Some of my own teachings and devotionals are on there that are not available anywhere else, as well as a community of men that are trying to better themselves in a dark and perverse world. It's also brought to you by Align Pacific Mortgage. It's who I have a mortgage with. They're incredible. They are made up of veterans who want to educate you on how to use your VA home loan benefit so that we can all own a piece of the land that we defended. Did you know only 15% of vets use their VA loan? That means 85% of veterans don't. They don't use it. They don't know how to use it. They don't even know that they have it. And it's for veterans, surviving spouses, disabled vets. And here's the thing. Disabled vets don't pay the VA funding fee, which can be tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, if you're looking for a new loan anywhere in the country or a refinance, you have to let APM be where you go. Send me a DM if you're interested in that. And you can click the link in the bio uh, to find out more information. Get yourself a home loan and own a piece of this property that you defended. Amen. Guys, we've got the Overcomers Discipleship School happening next week. I'm super excited. It kicks off on Monday. We have more slots, so apply today at shanewinnings.com, and you can find out more info. We're getting into identity, gifts of the Spirit, hearing God's voice, how to prophesy, prayer and fasting. It's going to be a powerful five days. And there's a good amount of people signed up, and so we're going to have some great dialogue and discussion, question and answer time. I'm very excited. Okay, thanks for listening to all that. It's very important. You know, there's people that support us in this podcast, and uh, I want to make sure that I give honor to where honor is due. Now, we're going to talk about feeling God's presence. Man, I remember just being in seasons where, especially when I first got born again, it felt like I didn't have to do anything to get into the presence of the Lord. Who knows what I'm talking about? Where it's like you could just say his name. And you just felt him come so strongly. It was like a, a, a thick, warm blanket just overtook you. And you were like, oh man, you know, I'm here. I'm in the presence of God. And I've had it at various times when I'm ministering, you know, I'm praying for the sick or I'm preaching, whether it's to a, a group or to thousands. I've had that feeling where God's presence just comes. And I remember some vivid ones where, you know, I'm preaching on something and all of a sudden I feel him walk into the room and I address him when he does. And I said, everyone, do you feel that? 
The temperature didn't just change in the room. The Lord is here. His presence is here. And I know that you can feel that too. And you could see people wiggling in their seat because God is so tangibly making himself uh, known to everyone in there. And I said, the king is here. And there's so many times like that where the Lord just manifests himself in that way. And it's incredible. But how many of you know that the opposite can also be true? And I've experienced that as well, where I could spend an hour, two hours in prayer and worship. I could preach a great message that inspires many. I could pray for someone or many people and not ever feel the tangible presence of God. I have no tingles. I have no, you know, warm blanket, warm oil feeling running down my body. I have none of that. I have nothing at all. It's just by faith. Is there anybody who is listening that's experienced that? Are you walking through that right now? Guys, let me tell you something. If the absence of the tangible presence, like the feeling of God, makes you question anything, then that should set off an alarm inside of you that you have been living sensually. Now, that doesn't mean that you've been living in sin, but it is a dangerous place to live. Let me explain. If everything is all well and good, until I get to this point where, you know, I begin to spend time with the Lord, worship Him, praise Him, pray to Him, pray for other people, minister to others, whatever, and then I don't feel his presence, and all of a sudden I'm like, well, where's God? I've missed it. I've totally missed it if that question is something that I'm grabbing a hold of. Where's God? Well, I don't feel him. I haven't felt him in a long time, and I just feel like that phrase has destroyed so many people. Well, I just feel. Well, I don't know why I don't feel God. There are even people who maybe they've prophesied over you, and I know someone personally who had this prophesied over them, and I, I, I wanted to partner with them to uproot that. Um, and this is what was prophesied over them. Someone said to them, you know, I just, I, I'm, I feel like in my spirit, you're a feeler. Like you really just feel. You really feel God, and you really just connect with him in that way. Listen, that sounds really spiritual, but what you're telling someone is that one of their gifts is a sensual thing, feeling. What happens when they stop feeling God, and that's the thing that you told them that they are? I'm telling you, you're going to put people in a tailspin because you are ministering an identity to them that is not the identity that Christ paid for. Christ did not pay for you to get the tingles. Now, are they awesome? Yeah, they are. I love them. I love when the Lord reveals himself in that way. Do I need them? Absolutely not. Now, it's it's encouraging. I'll say that. You know, say I'm praying for the sick, and I've had times where I had a line of people I was praying for when I was doing my nationwide tour, the revival in 2021. It was incredible. And I would have 30, 40, 50 people show up at a city and they would get in line for prayer and I prayed for every single one of them. I laid hands on every single person. We would, I would spend an hour preaching and two to three hours ministering, literally. It was, but it was so amazing. And there were times when I'd go to pray for someone and I would feel electricity in my hands. 
or I would begin to speak to them, and I would feel the tangible presence of God, and I knew because he was there, this healing is going to happen. And I was encouraged, and that's amazing. But let me counter it with this. If I need that to pray a prayer of faith, then I am living sensually. Because what I'm saying is, God, I don't believe that you're here unless I can feel you. Am I, are you with me? Come on, I know this might be uncomfortable, but some of you need to look in the mirror, and I had to do this, and say, am I living sensually? The Bible says in Hebrews that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? It means that your faith is based on what you cannot see or feel or hear or experience. It is based on the, the absence of tangible evidence. True faith is when you have no reason to believe except that you believe. Or maybe your, your history with God. But you have no, there's no, I can't grab God and put him in a box and say, here he is, this is why I believe in him. Are you with me? And, and real faith, when you're getting tested, is when everything in the world is telling you otherwise, and you say, I know what's happening, I can see it, but I believe in a God who X, Y, and Z. The Bible says that Abraham knew full well that he was old and his wife was barren. He knew full well. He wasn't pretending. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid to name it and claim it. He knew full well I'm old, my wife's barren, there's no way we can have kids, but God said we would. We would birth generations. That's faith. He didn't just have no reason to believe. He had every reason to not believe. Abraham wasn't living sensually. He was hanging on every word that came from God. Let me tell you today that your relationship with the Lord has to be centered focused and grounded on the truth of his word and the things that he has spoken to you. If God has given you a word, hold on to that for dear life. I remember hearing a testimony from Todd White where he said he didn't feel the presence of God for an entire year, but he continued to pray for hundreds of people, maybe thousands. I mean, there was a period when I first got born again, I would pray for minimum 10 people a day for months and months and months. I mean, that's, that's hundreds of people every month. I probably prayed for thousands of people my first year of being born again because I was just a madman. I was running around just putting my hands on everyone, praying for everyone. And there are plenty of times where I felt nothing. My, maybe my mind would even wonder. I'd have intrusive thoughts. Who cares about any of that? That is not the truth. It doesn't matter what thoughts come through my head. If any thought comes against Jesus Christ, I, make it ca- I take it captive and I make it obedient to him. I don't need the tingles. I sure do love them, and I love when God shows up in that way and manifests himself. I don't need that. Come on, is this helping anyone at all? Like, is there anyone who's listening, and you're just like, man, I've totally just been in my own head because I haven't felt God. I haven't felt his presence. Or or you're like living in the past, you know? Like, oh, man, I just remember back in the day when God, I just felt him all the time. Look, it's sweet to remember things like that, but it cannot get you down, or it's not from him. Sometimes I get memories that come to my mind of when I was first born again, 
and it like renews my first love. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times when I'm just going through my day or whatever, and something will remind me of the first days I had with the Lord when I got born again. And it was like such a sweet time. I mean, think if you're dating or you're married, you remember when you first met your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend and that just all those fresh feelings, you know, and it was so fun. Now, my relationship with my wife is better than it's ever been, but it was different when we first met, and it was new. We didn't even know each other, so it was like this excitement, this thrill, this fresh thing. Well, that's how it is with the Lord. And so there's nothing wrong with me remembering those beginning times with my wife and just like, ah, man, that was such a special season. Like, that was so fun. Here's what is wrong. If I try to live our marriage now through the lens of what we used to have, well, you know, we have great communication, all that, but we just don't, it's just not like the first, di- that's a zero. It's never going to be like it was when we first met because we've both matured and we know each other. Like uh, we can't, it, you can't fake these interactions where like, you know, the first time I ever laid eyes on my wife in person, I'll never get to experience that again. But there are things that aren't meant to be experienced over and over again. Like the first time you see your spouse, the first time they walk down the aisle, the first, all of these firsts, it's for a reason and it's special. But I can't live now like in the past. So I'm saying this, if you ever visit the past apart from grace, apart from from faith, it's not from the Lord. And I'm using... Uh, relevant examples like my wife so that maybe you can catch the image that I'm trying to give here because there are people that weigh their relationship with God based on how it used to be. And they're like, oh, I'm just trying to get back to where I was. Why? You never, it's different now. You're in a different season and you never left. Like God hasn't, hasn't departed from you. He hasn't changed his mind about you. The only thing that may have happened is that you have lost the vision of what he says about you. Maybe you've forgotten, but God wakes up every day. Well, one, God doesn't sleep or slumber. You wake up every day. God's excited that you're alive. He's not like, oh, you know, I just wish it was like it used to be. God is, he's, he's waiting for you. Just like the story of the prodigal son, the father ran to the son. Like anytime you think that you've walked away from God, just turn around and you'll see that God is sprinting after you. Is this helping anybody? Like, we have to stop living sensually. We have to live by faith. Here's why. And I'll speak to this. If there's any of you that have been living in this sensual way, I can guarantee you that you do not have great intimacy with the Lord. Because you're constantly judging and weighing and assessing. You can't even go sit in a room with him by faith because you're constantly wondering, is he even here because I can't even feel him? Does he even love me because I haven't even felt? Come on, I know I'm speaking to someone. We don't live by feelings. That's when you walk into the prayer closet and you say, Father, thanks for loving me. I know you're in here because your word says you're with me always. You're Emmanuel, God with us. You said you'll never leave me or forsake me, God. You say that when I gather in your name, you are there. You live inside of me. Holy Spirit, thank you for filling me and for making me brand new, for loving me, for possessing me. I give you my life. I'm so excited to be in your presence right now and to worship you and to praise you. Guys, there is something about releasing faith over your life. 
even let this come out of your mouth. Father, I'm not here for the tingles. I'm not here for a sensual encounter. Lord, I confess I love when you do things like that. I love when you embrace me. I love when you speak to me. I love when I feel your tangible presence. But God, I'm not here to get anything from you. I'm here to be transformed to look like Jesus. Please use me in this time as I come before you just to honor you and worship you and uplift you and adore you and praise you. Guys, you just pray like that. When you're assessing that you don't feel him, you're actually looking inward and you're spending too much time looking at yourself. You could be spending all of that time looking at him. Here's a second piece I want to add to this as we get ready to close. This is a quick episode, but I feel like it's going to equip people. What does your prayer life look like? Because if your prayer life is a chain of complaints or requests, then you're not spending time giving thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. You're not adoring Him. You're not lifting Him high. If you walk into the prayer closet and you're like, God, you know, I'm just, I'm here, I'm trying to do my best, and just please help me with this, and please help me with that, and just, you know, thanks for this day, in Jesus' name, amen. There's no worship in that. I can't remember who said this. Maybe it was Reinhard Bonnke, but he said, if I had 10 minutes to pray, I would spend nine minutes worshiping Jesus and one minute asking for things. Let that be a guide for your own prayer life. The Bible even tells us we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Can I tell you that I have begun to specifically pray? I read that and I said, well, dude, if that's how we we do it, that's how I'm going to do it. It's not religious. It's not a method. The Bible says this is how we enter into the presence of the Lord. And so I have been sitting down when I'm alone and I enter into his gates. I imagine that I'm entering the outer gates of his presence with thanksgiving. I begin to thank him the first thing I do when I sit down to pray. I don't care if I have five minutes. I thank him first. Now listen, he's my father, and of course, listen, if you're in a pinch and, and you need to you know, run and ask your earthly father a question, it, like, don't make this weird. Of course, there are times when you're just in a pinch really quick or something, whatever, and you just got to get into that prayer closet and you, you've got to ask the Lord for some things. But I'm saying, what does your regular prayer life look like? Because he's not just our father, he's also a king. And he's the Lord. He is creator. He is, he is God. He deserves all of our reverence. And so I've begun to pray. And I imagine myself walking into his gates with thanksgiving. Lord, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you've done. God, thank you. I just begin to thank him. Anything that comes to mind, I'm thanking him. Thanking him for life. Thanking him for beauty. Thanking him, I mean, just how he's transformed me. Thanking him for giving me new life, making me a new creation. I'm thanking him. And then it's, I imagine walking even deeper into the presence of the Lord. I've passed the outer gates. Now I'm getting into his inner courts with praise. And I begin to praise the Lord. I begin to adore him. I begin to lift him up for who he is. And I begin to magnify his name and, and magnify him as creator God and Lord over all. And there is something that has shifted in my life as I've done this. I'm telling you, my prayer life has never been the same 
as when I have begun praying this way. And again, it's not religious. It's not like I have a script written out. The Bible just says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. And so I'm just, I just do that. And I'm telling you, I might spend 5, 10, 20 minutes giving him thanksgiving and praise. And then I begin to make my requests known because we are called to do that. Guys, I'm telling you, when that is your focus, when your focus is on him, you're not thinking about, well, I don't feel him, and I just haven't felt his presence in a while, and I just feel like God's far from me, and I just wonder. None of those things will produce any life, and they instantly reveal that you're living sensual. Come on, help yourself out and stop doing that. Just live by faith. Recognize that that's your flesh or maybe even the enemy tempting you to live sensually so that you will get off track and then you'll begin to ask questions that don't deserve to be asked. God, are you with me? Do you still love me? I haven't felt you in a while. Did I do something wrong? Am I still in or am I out? We're asking all these dumb questions and then we're analyzing our relationship with God off of some natural human wisdom knowledge that is not from above that is earthly, sensual, and demonic, instead of just saying, Lord, thanks for loving me. I know that we're good. I know you love me because you proved it on the cross by sending your son. I know you're excited about me because Hebrews 12, 2 says, I'm the joy that was set before you. Thanks for giving me new life, Father. I love you so much. I know that you're here right now. I'm not alone. I've never been alone a day in my life. I never talk to myself. I'm always talking to you. Like, just pray that way. And I promise you'll have more joy, more peace than you've ever had before. Amen? Come on, guys. This is easy stuff, honestly. This little thing will trip up so many people. But if you begin to live by faith and cast down these desires to live sensually, you're going to burn for a lifetime. Amen? Listen, please share this episode. I know people struggle with this thing. Share it on social media. Copy the link. Send it to some friends and family. And again, if you have not, please like, rate, and review our podcast on Spotify and Apple. Um, It really helps us with the algorithm, with reaching more people. And listen, if you want to talk about faith on a whole new level, we've got a book coming out uh, in October. It's called Your Next Leap of Faith. And I am so excited for you to be able to pre-order this right now on my website, shanewinnings.com. Listen, while you're there, would you pray and consider about sponsoring our podcast as a monthly donor, sponsoring our family? We're a mission family. Everything we do is donor-based. I'm in full-time ministry supported by generous listeners and friends like you. So if God puts it on your heart, we are looking for a couple more monthly partners to give a dollar a day. Uh, So you could sign up at shanewinnings.com to give $30 a month. We're not asking for people to step up and give $500 or $1,000, but if a handful of people gave $30 a month. It would go a long way. We'd be able to keep spreading the gospel and doing stuff like this. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for listening so much, and we will see you tomorrow.